This is the Truth Network. Bible Wonders of Habakkuk. Well, today we're certainly going to have a big bang with the Yud verse, which is the little that means a lot. And a lot of people refer to that as like the big bang is like here this infinite God contracted himself in order to create a finite universe. And so how spectacular is that in this verse that we get to talk about today? But I'm going to open up this particular um, podcast different than usual. Rather than start with a verse, I'm going to start with a story <laughs> as God opened my eyes and my heart and, and, and essentially the way that I consider uh, what's going on in, in such beautiful ways today. And, and so what happened was um, yesterday as I got up, I had to, um, I didn't have to, but I got to do my Christian Businessmen's Committee meeting. And as I was praying for that and praying for my podcast, actually, it, it occurred to me that we still need to bind the strong men. And, and what that means is as we're going into a boot camp next week for the masculine journey, uh, part of the talk that I'm giving, the very first talk, which is an advanced boot camp of walking with God in an advanced way, is to join with the men in that opening night to bind the strong men, the spiritual strong men that might be coming against this camp. And, and be, in order to do that, in advance of that, we um, ask God, we listen in listening prayer to tell us who we need to be uh, binding up in order to um, help our men to get all the freedom that's available to them and also to loose the spirits that, that we need in order to, you know, set the captives free, so to speak, the spirit of truth and the spirit of love and those kind of things in the, in the river of life. And, and, and so as I was preparing for that, I, I heard the name of several spirits um, yesterday, and, and one of those was certainly the spirit of distraction and, and the lying spirit and the spirit of poverty or the spirit of an orphan spirit. Um, and, and those things I was, I was writing them down. And what God was showing me was that, wow, you got to write this stuff down because, you know, it, 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 if we can help the spirits be dispersed and I, he showed me a picture actually from John chapter six, where Jesus was writing on the ground and, and, and the idea of what Habakkuk had said, write this on plainly on tables that he may run that readeth it. Well, it occurred to me and, and I felt God was telling me that part of what Jesus was doing when he was writing on the ground was not unlike what the hand, you know, in the wall was doing. It was splitting up the kingdom of darkness, okay? Because as the spirit of unity comes in, it gives us great strength. But by the same token, if we can divide, you know, those who are against us, you know, that's, it's, it's a great strategy. And obviously, if you think about all the people that walked away from what Jesus wrote on the, on the ground. We don't know what he wrote, but I think it was more spiritual perhaps than it was in the physical because what happened was that nobody knew what he said or they didn't at least write down what he said, but certainly the crowd was dispersed and, and, and it was interesting how all that took place. And so I felt God telling me that that's what I needed to do was write down the names uh, of these strong men that were coming against this camp. So I went to my Christian businessmen's meeting and we, we prayed and we took a whole board full of, of names of spirits and things that these guys heard from God that, 
that we were coming against. And, and honestly, I unfortunately did not choose at that point in time to bind those men or to set loose the spirits that might come against them <laughs> and those princes. And, and as a result, oh my gosh, uh, and, and John even, John Eldridge actually mentions this and that, that when you mention these people's names, it freaks them out these spirits' names, it freaks them out and they wreak havoc. Well, they wreaked havoc on my household like I hadn't seen in a long time, honestly, um, that, you know, we're just going through the loss of my mother-in-law and, and several members of my family really had a difficult time yesterday with lying spirits, to say the least, and shame and guilt and all those things that were being poured out on my family and it didn't go well. And I got thrust in the middle of that and I didn't do well with that either. And, and so I was really in a bad place this morning. <laughs> I really was. And I was like, and I was trying to figure out how, you know, I was just totally overwhelmed. Like, I don't know how to come against all this. I, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed. And, and I prayed actually for about an hour before I could sit even begin to hear Jesus's voice. And when Jesus came through, he came through loud and clear and he said, Robbie, um, go back to Habakkuk 3.10, right? Which I had studied, you know, two days before and a little bit yesterday as well. And so that idea of the Yud here comes in really handy, okay? And I'll try to explain how this all comes into the picture. So Habakkuk 2.10 reads, The mountains saw thee, and they trembled. The overflowing of the water passed by. The deep uttered her, excuse me, the deep uttered his voice and lifted up his hands on high. So <laughs> as I, you know, was going through all these things that, you know, that I was thinking through and God began to show me that the, the Yud, the letter Yud is, is is same as the number 10. And you take any number and you multiply it by 10 and you get tremendous things. And you think about all the number 10s in the Bible, right? The 10 commandments and, and certainly just in Abraham's story, you're going to see the 10 camels and the 10 bracelets. There were just 10s all over the place. <laughs> and there were 10 trials, you know, that, that Abraham went through. So the number 10 is, is this idea of the greatness of God times 10. And, and then the idea of that Yud literally exploding as a big bang. And, and so as God opened up my heart to all this verse was actually saying, number one, it, it, that, that it begins by that concept of behold, right? It, it says the mountains saw thee, right? And, and that idea of seeing is like when God saw the original light and that the idea is so much not what you see with your eyes there, but what you actually consider, what you're seeing in your heart, so to speak. And when you consider what all's going on here, obviously the mountains, or maybe not obviously, the, the mountains are a picture of spiritual strongmen, and, and they're literally trembling. And why are they trembling? Because they have gotten a look at what they're up against, which is this big bang, right? Like God is beyond power, and, and this idea of the water that's overflowing, this is God, right? He's, he's coming up. This is the Red Sea that is fixed to wash them. And, and it's really beautiful. I did a little study this morning of how many times it talks about the dragons being drowned in the sea and by their heads being broken and all this. If you just Google, or excuse me, if you do a search on the word dragons and look at how much the sea comes up against those dragons, it's interesting to see, you know, what <laughs> these strong men are being washed in the Red Sea as, he, as God has pointed this out to me so clearly. And, and all of a sudden, it all went back to that, 
that story for me it did in second kings chapter 6 specifically verse 16 when you know that elisha the prophet who followed elijah right king of syria was all concerned about him so he actually sent a whole legion he sent a whole army against elisha and when his servant woke up that morning and saw this entire army of you know, thousands of chariots that had surrounded the city, he was overwhelmed and thinking that, you know, all was lost. Well, <laughs> you know, it's interesting that to me that, that Alicia prayed that his servant would see what's really going on. Um, and, and, and the interesting thing, as I thought about it, is God had opened my eyes to see what was really going on because not only did I see that those who were for me were greater than who was against me, which is what, where this goes, but you also see that there's a whole lot of people that are aligned against you, and you really need God's help. I mean, you can't help but see as you consider that you open your eyes to the battle that's really afoot and how important it is that I stand up for my family, for my camp, for my other things, that I stand up as, as the prophet would and take my stand and, and go upon my watch, right, and, and do battle with the Lord to take authority and to bind in heaven what needs to be bound and loose in heaven what needs to be loosed in order to fight this battle for my family as you know it's it's clearly raging as a result of obviously these spirits being stirred up but i think overall um as actually one of our members here at truth network brought forth in the division devotions this morning she said you know a storm clears the air well there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on right now in my family as the loss of my mother-in-law and it's clearly a storm that has come, but God wants to clear the air so that there can be true peace and he can wipe away every tear. And I don't know if this is going on in your life, but <laughs> it certainly is going in in mine. And so I hope through looking at this, I'll read the verse one more time. You can see the mountains saw thee and they trembled. The overflowing, the water passed by the deep, uttered its voice and lifted up its hands on high. And this is very much like revelations too. When you go and look at those passages that align with this in Revelations, that this is something that has happened in Exodus and has happened when Jesus came, and it is going to happen again when Jesus comes again, that, that literally the heavens are going to be clapping and raising their hand that in, in just great thanks for all that the Lord is going to do and that we get to take part in it, right? We're those saints in, in Revelation that, that, that um, are part of the great throng that helps the Lord in, in his battle. Speaking of great throng, <laughs> I have this clip from a movie clip from Alice in Wonderland, which I think just speaks to this so well for me, as here we have Alice who's been back in Wonderland again, and she is talking with Absalom, her Holy Spirit kind of character that's explaining to her, and, and, he, and he tells her that she finally is the person she's supposed to be, which is Alice at last, but then listen carefully as she finally gets this idea of seeing, you know, what's actually not only against her, but actually what's for her, both in the idea of the Jabberwocky, which is against her, which she really hadn't seen that before as her adversary until, until it's, this clip begins. And then because she's overwhelmed by the Jabberwocky, now she finds the solution, which is the varpal sword, which is a picture of Jesus. And then listen to Absalom's advice on how to handle the Jabberwocky. I need your help. I don't know what to do. 
I can't help you if you don't even know who you are, stupid girl. I'm not stupid. My name is Alice. I live in London. I have a mother named Helen and a sister named Margaret. My father was Charles Kingsley. He had a vision that stretched halfway around the world and nothing ever stopped him. I'm his daughter. I'm Alice Kingsley. Alice, at last. You were just as dim-witted the first time you were here. You called it Wonderland, as I recall. You're not absolute. I'm absolute. Stupid girl. And what is this? I'm thinking he's wicked up. And Cherry was, I'm wicked up. He's wicked up. One thinks you would remember all this from the first time. It wasn't a dream at all. It was a memory. This place is real. So are you, and so is the Hatter. And the Jabberwocky. Remember. The Vorpal Sword knows what it wants. All you have to do is hold on tight. <laughs>